Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get we it. We back. Wow, that was really, really loud there. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. But we are back uh-huh. on the Cougar Bee Podcast uh-huh. feed. Another post-cast BYU basketball edition. Here burning the midnight oil. It is It is midnight. It is after midnight in the Mountain Time Zone. Uh, it is after midnight in the Mountain Time Zone. Almost, almost midnight in the Pacific Time Zone where we sit. Las Vegas, the city of sin, where BYU basketball... Just went 2-0 on the day, and of course, I mean, uh, wins by the BYU women's basketball team and the BYU men's basketball team in the near nightcap here at the University Credit Union West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament at Orleans Arena, the last WCC tournament of BYU's program history. I'm Sean, joined as always in collaboration by ESPN 960 legend... The legend, Ron Weaver the third. Trey, give it up to the people. How you living, Ron? I'm living good, man. Special edition. We're here in Vegas at the West Coast Conference, like Sean has said. Just happy to be here. Happy to be here, indeed. Not quite as happy to be here as uh, Jackson Robinson, as Nani Falatea, as a whole bunch of BYU basketball players. And let's dive right into it, Trey. Um, because... It was our first full day of basketball here at oh, the yeah. WCC tournament. Yes, it was. Uh, I just barely drove in from St. George. You've been here a little bit longer than me, living mm-hmm. it up and partying on the town. Uh, we won't get into that. I'm not I've hurt. With, I've been with my, my dad. We're doing some Like catching. I said, living yeah. it up and partying up, on the yeah, town. Catch, catching up, you know. Yeah, I know, you're, I know your dad's a bit of a party animal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. I mean, he did... He did help create you, so he's got to be something. Of I, I agree with that, yeah, and yeah. he did name me after him as well, so yeah, I would that's agree. that's right. You are a third. I am a third. You are so a third. You're, you're, you're wrong. Third. I try to deny it. I was yeah, trying to he deny is Ron Weaver right. the second. You are Ron Weaver yeah, the third. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, party animal right. there. You're right. Um, shout out. Shout out to Mr. Weaver. Shout out to Mr. Weaver. Um, but uh, let's let's get let's dive right in. What do you want to start with? You want to start with men's basketball or you want to start with women's basketball? Let's start with the women's and then go to the men's. Let's start with... Let's save the best for last. Not saying that the men are better than the women, but how the game transpired. BYU 74, Pepperdine 59, 23 points apiece from Lauren Gustin, because of course she did, 23 points, 18 rebounds. Uh, The walking double-double does it again. But I was really impressed by Nani Falatea in this one, 23 points, 7 assists, 9 of 17 for the field, 4 three-pointers. This was Nani's best offensive performance since late January, it's been a little while since she's had numbers quite like this. She was feeling it tonight, Trey. She was feeling it. She was wet. If you think about it, she she missed two threes that I thought she should have, uh, and she should have made. I know she probably wants those in the back. One rolled out, um, and she sidestepped one of them and got robbed again. Um, but no, she played fantastic. She played amazing. She when she hit that buzzer beat at the end of the first quarter, I said, okay, she's locked in. I knew immediately that she was locked in, and she had to be locked in. Um, to, to win this game, and she helped carry BYU, especially, uh, like you said, coming off the humps and the struggles. Um, yeah, coming off of some struggles, didn't have a great game, had an okay game, but not a great game last, or Monday, I guess I should say, against Portland. Uh, another okay game, not a, not a great game again against Gonzaga. Just been, she'd been scoring, but not at a very efficient clip, and that, that was the thing that I think stood out to me about Nani in this game. 9-17 to 17 from the field. Uh, four three-pointers. 
She shoot. She shot close to sixty percent from the field. She got downhill really well. Got to the free throw line a couple of times. Uh, the the seven assists also the most since that late January game, uh, including the best play of the game late in the second half. She finds Lauren Gusson with this absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous like behind the back no look pass on the baseline so ridiculous that lauren like takes a minute she gets the ball and she's like oh yeah that's coming to me and then she <laughs> just kind of lays it up and in uh like that like it was it was absolutely incredible willing we'll to it on social media and everything but i thought that kind of that play right there like encapsulated nani falatea's game because she was just she was in such a zone that she almost could like predict where her teammates were going to be before they even knew where they were going to be. Lauren kind of said as much after the game. Um, she's a really good scorer, but she is a fantastic passer. And I think BYU is better when she is on the rock passing the ball. I agree. I I have <clears throat> seen highlights of her. I've watched you know a couple of games on TV. I haven't seen her in person until today. And it was great to see her in person. She was so locked in to see that pass. Lauren calls for the ball. And the way she just no-look dimed it. You know, Lauren actually called for it up, like as in, hey, pass it over the top. And I think the pass even surprised Lauren. She's like, oh, this is for me, like you said. Uh, and she made the layup. But, yeah, she's amazing today. We'll move on in a second. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Ari Mackey-Williams. Uh, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists out of her. I don't want to totally overlook her because I thought Ari played some really, really, really nice minutes for Amber Whiting's side in this one. She did. Um, she had two key steals in the fourth quarter. She had three, I believe it was overall. I'm pronouncing it right now, so my apologies to Ari and Amber. I mispronounced it earlier. I don't know what was going through my brain, but I apologize. But Ari uh, was fantastic on the defensive end. This team is very defensive mindset. We know that and how Amber Whiting preaches that um, and just what her identity is and the BYU identity of this team. Yep. Eight steals. She had three of them. She's picking people's pockets, man. You and I were watching it. She was just slick. Pepperdine got casual with the ball. And if you're going to be casual against a BYU team that's very defensive mindset, especially against someone like Ari and um, you know Kaylee Smiler and what they do defensively, you're going to get hurt. And that's what I got hurt today. They were very casual in how they took care of the ball offensively, and BYU made them pay. Yeah, 13 total turnovers by this Pepper 19. That kind of spelled a little bit of doom. In addition to uh, Nani, in addition to Ari, in addition to Lauren Gus in the walking double-double, her 26th double-double yep. of the season. Yep. Um, nation's leading rebounder, yada, yada, yada. We've gone over. We've given Lauren enough praise on this. So we'll stop. Sorry, Lauren. Um, let's move on to the nightcap, the B- well, BYU's nightcap at least, the penultimate game of the second round. BYU 82, Portland 71, just a casual 11-point win in the second round by this BYU basketball team, and it did not look like an 11-point win early on, did it? No, it did not. Um, BYU trailed by as much as 13 in this one. Uh, 14, excuse me, as much as 14 late in the first half, 13 at halftime. And then something happened. And by something, I mean someone. And by someone, I mean Jackson Robinson really happened. Um, Jackson Robinson started this game, didn't connect on a shot in the first half, finishes with 14 points on 5 of 10 shooting, three three pointers that really keyed a, a nice run. Four assists, again, passing the ball very well. BYU in general, 19 assists on 27 made field goals. That's a pretty good clip. 
Yes, it was. That's a pretty good clip right there. Uh, But J-Rob, I felt, really just – he he started something on the offensive end in that in the second half, and BYU just kind of followed him the rest of the way. They did. If you think about it, BYU was very Jacob. Say Jacob Jackson Robinson and uh, Rich. The other other J Rob. The, the, the other J Rob. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Jacob too. <laughs> um, wrong sport. Uh, there you go again. Get names wrong. Um, no. Jackson Robinson talked about it. He said, we came out flat. I came out flat. And Jackson said it was unacceptable. And if you look at what Jackson did, scored all of his 14 points in the second half. But if you really want to talk about not the difference maker, but what kept BYU afloat, because, yes, although they were flat, there was one man that tied his career high tonight, and that is we got to give our love to Richie Saunders. Richie Saunders, I don't know what got into Richie. Richie said in BYU Media Day, if you go back all the way to the beginning of the season, I'm very competitive. He's like, I'm competitive. I fight hard. I'm going to be diving for every single ball out there. And Richie was three or four from three in the first half. Richie hit three threes, you know, back to back to back. And he just he kept mm-hmm. BYU in the game. He really did. He got to the free throw line, and that's honestly what kept BYU honestly in the first half. Because if Richie doesn't have, I would say, three, if he doesn't have all those points, BYU is in a world of trouble. And because they were looking for answers, and there were two times in the first half, Sean, they went almost three minutes apiece without scoring a basket. Yep. They didn't score a basket, if I'm correct. I think you tweeted this out. They didn't score, they scored one basket in the One finals. field goal in the final seven minutes Unacceptable. of the first half. So, yeah. One field goal. Uh, yeah, Richie Saunders uh, didn't necessarily win the game. I'll give J-Rob credit for that. I think Richie will be okay if I give him credit no, for J-Rob that. No, J-Rob won the game. Um, but there was there probably was no game to go and win without Richie Saunders. Career-high 18 points. 12 of those came in the first half. Uh, look at some of these shooting numbers. <coughs> He's uh, I just lost my place. 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3-point range, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Got downhill very well, very well. Drew contact uh, to go along with seven rebounds, five on the offensive glass, a uh, couple assists, just one turnover, a steal, a block. Uh, getting after it on the defensive end. Richie's been one of those energy guys, and energy is kind of felt on defense. You can't really like statistically categorize it all the time. So it was really nice to see Richie. I think stuff the box score a little bit. Um, and, and just get his name, kind of get his name a little bit out there for people who don't, like, dive into game tape and that sort of thing. Um, and he did it again in Vegas. The last time this BYU basketball team played with Richie Saunders in Las Vegas, uh, Richie was 4-for-8 from, from the field, had a 3-pointer, uh, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 points total, and you may remember an 83-80 win over then number 21, Creighton. Oh, I remember. And by George, he did it again. He did it again. That phrase, by George, he did it again. He did. Mark Pope even said it. Something about Richie Saunders, 18-7 in Vegas, man. Richie loves Vegas, and he knew it. He smiled, so yeah. Yeah, he likes Richie likes playing in Vegas, and you know what? Who doesn't like but playing J- in Vegas? But J-Rob led the 13-0 run in the second half, though. He was, he was definitely the play of the game, and they're going to need J-Rob tomorrow night against LMU to play well. They're going to need J-Rob, if they win that game, to play against well against St. Mary's. And if they beat St. Mary's in the conference finals, I know I'm looking ahead, but I'm just saying they're going to need J-Rob. They're going to need, you know, Jackson Robinson to really continue to perform at this high level and even then some 
because he, he's, he's going to be one of the guys looking at the future as we go into the Big 12. He's got a shot. He's a guy that can defend very well. He can defend one through four. So he's, he's going to have to step up his game. He knows that, and he's accountable. Uh, that's game five of the WCC Men's Basketball Championships here in Las Vegas. Tomorrow, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, number four LMU against number five BYU. Catch that on the deuce. ESPN2, BYU Radio, and all those other lovely places. Before that, the BYU women will tip off the day, uh, 1 p.m. local time, 2 p.m. mountain time, against number four, San Francisco. You can catch that one on BYU TV and the WCC Network as well. It's quarterfinal Saturday. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, San Diego Pacific and the other women's semifinal, for those wondering, Santa Clara and San Francisco will give us the nightcap in the men's tournament. 10.30 Mountain Time tip-off if you want to stay up for that one on ESPN2. Man, there are some late nights. Oh, and most importantly, in the middle of it all, your Seattle Sea Dragons, my Vegas Vipers, XFL football, back in Las Vegas. I think we might try to find our way over there. Yeah, we're gonna try to find. Our yeah, way. we're gonna we're gonna try to find. We can, our way we, over we there. can confirm that we're gonna yeah. try to find. We're definitely gonna there. try to find our way over there. Because in between, in between, you know, yeah. in between, it is in between some fun time in Vegas. It is a loaded, loaded Saturday in Sin City. If you're not here, you still have time to get here. You do. You um, can leave early tomorrow and come right. on down. That's right. Don't come down Sunday after you find out what the results are. Come <laughs> down now and enjoy time with us. That's right. Um, on that note. Uh, you and I actually sat down after the game of Fusen and Traore. We did. Uh, we didn't give Fus nearly enough love because this just feels like kind of a normal line for him, but he's been that good for BYU. 14 points, 9 rebounds, felt like 20, 6 of 7 from the field, got to the, got to the free throw line a little bit, pair of assists, a really nasty block in the fourth quarter that he then followed up with a thunderous dunk. We're going to talk a little bit about that play. With Fusani Traore, some really good stuff from him. We talked about, we talked about J. Rob. We talked about Spency, uh, Spence, 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 Spence. Um, we did talk a little bit about Spencer Johnson, uh, Richie Saunders. That's yep. the name I was trying to splice. Uh, his big little brother that he likes to call him from his Wasatch yep. Academy days. Um, so we get into all of that, and we will leave you guys with that interview. How's that sound? We'll leave you with that interview just to, to give you guys a little bit of a teaser. Uh, listen to, you know, just me and Sean's questions, specifically Foose talks a little bit about the identity of the team and what they do and what they really work well at and who they are, as well as himself. He talks about why he is the type of player that he is and why he is valuable in his role. So get to know Foose a little bit better coming up. Um, also, there's a little bit of excitement that you'll hear in the background. We, we were literally like standing in the hallway right outside the locker room, the, we the locker room right here. And the guys, you'll hear it, you'll hear it uh, here coming up. But the guys were hyped. They I were very they were hyped. The one that was hyped the most, I got to give him a plug, and he's my guy. And you know, I'm always there. He got some time tonight. He came in, locked down people. You know, he can guard one through four as well. The other um, Trey. The other Trey. Yes. The other Trey. Trey Stewart. Trey Stewart was extremely hyped. I love it. That's all I heard. He's like, ah, stop playing with me. Ah, he just kept screwing. I love it. Trey was stoked um tonight and i love the energy that trey brings he's very valuable to the locker room yeah for sure for sure uh without further ado sean marker the other other the other other trey ronald weaver aka trey uh trey weaver um 
And uh, signing out for now, here's our interview with Fusene Chayore from the BYU women's basketball team. There's a tale around the, there's a, a, a phrase around these parts, a tale of two halves that people talk about in basketball a lot. That was a tale of two halves. What kind of got in you guys in the second half? Now, like, first half, the coaches was talking about, like, Go out. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, you wanna yeah, go fine. out? Okay, yeah. And like, we didn't come up and show up the first half, you know. And the coach he said we cannot like act like that, you know. He said we gotta wake up and come play, man. He said one, one and done, you know. If you didn't come and show up, you're gonna go home. So we just, so we just say we're not ready to go home yet, you know. And we come back from the second half and just play our games. It seems like Jack's kind of really sparked you with that, that yeah. mentality, that attitude. He had a couple of threes right uh-huh. on the half. Yeah. He found Spencer in the corner. I think he found you one time down yes. low, uh-huh. down there a little bit late. Just what kind of an impact did he have? Nah, yeah. Like nah, Jackson is a really good player, you know. Like, when he decides to play, he's a really good player. You know, I've been talking about, like, don't think about too much, you know. You're a shooter. You shoot it. You're always going to make a right decision no matter what, you know. And I feel like that's been helping us, you know. Like, you don't think too much. You just play his game. And which been helping us a lot, you know. You're modest, but you're a pretty good player too. I would say so. Down the stretch, you were especially pretty good. Was it a little bit frustrating in the first half because you kind of got into some foul trouble? But it felt like it felt like in that second half they kind of let you guys play a little bit. Yeah, no, I was so frustrated, you know, because usually like what Marpop does, if you get two foul in the first half, you're not gonna play that half. But I was super frustrated. I just played a couple of minutes and I was in foul trouble. I said my second half, I just gotta come in and punish them. That was my mindset, you know. Like, whatever it takes, I'm going to go and death over there. Uh, last question for me, but I want to ask you about your little brother. Uh-huh. Your big little brother now, I guess. Richie. Uh-huh. He just loves playing in Vegas or something? Like, what got into him a little bit? In oh, man. He's, he was just feeling it, you know. That's the thing about it. He's my little brother, you know. But, no, actually, he's a really good player, you know. Like, since high school, I know what he can do. Like, he really can shoot the ball. Like, offensive player, he just plays super hard, you know. Anybody in our team play as hard as Richie, nobody, you know. He's always, like, his motor is just always keep us going, you know. Yeah. That's what I really love playing with him. That's awesome. Yeah. So, she had nine rebounds, but it felt like he had 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it about your game that you just love to rebound? You just stay on the glass. I just, like, the coach is always talking about second, second chances, you know. Like we, we, we see it, whenever we got like more offensive glass, all, we always win that game, you know, and we just have to keep up the, the offensive glass, you know, always take the rebound, you know, and I also love it, you know. I want to take you through uh, one last play. Uh, number 12 on Portland gets the ball in the corner, uh-huh. fakes out, comes down, you see it, you come over, yeah. you get the block, take me through that play. Oh, man, that boy is now, he's, he's actually super bouncy, you know, <laughs> because I actually did see when, when he did that, I think, you know, home game, you know, he went and done. I said, okay. He's, he's just a quick, you know. I say, well, I see him coming. I say, no, I'm, I'm coming. I'm not, I'm not jumping on him. I just, and I jump and block him, you know. And he was screaming everywhere. He said, foul, foul. I said, well, I didn't touch you. I just blocked the boy, you know. Now it was, it was, it was fun time, yeah. You had a nice charge on the other end right after that too. A charge? Yeah, you had that nice little drive down the lane, and you kind of threw down. I, I hesitate to call it a dunk because uh, you looked just so nonchalant going uh, up with the ball right yeah. after it. But then you came down, the look on your face, I'm like, oh, yeah, he dunked it. Right. Uh, Walk me through that one a little bit. No, it was because I, I take the offensive rebound, I miss, you know, and I take it back, you know. And I somehow, like, I was just wide open, you know. 
and I said, man, I was just feeling it, and I just went for it. Yeah. yeah. Moving forward now, you guys play LMU. You guys split with them during the season, had a pretty good game at home. They beat you guys when uh, you guys traveled on the road. What's the focus now going forward? We just have keep playing like I said. We just got to come in ready to play, you know. Like, very, really good team, you know. We just got to play, like, defensive. That's a big, you know. And we got to be able to box out them and take a, take offensive glass and, like, play one and five, you know. It's never one and one, you know. I feel like we've played as a team. We're going to win. We're going to beat them. Since the 1980s.